Hi, everyone. Um, thank you for coming back or thank you for coming for your first time to our decompression dinner. Today, um, who will be leading our conversation will be Javier. Um, yeah, so we'll have another decompression dinner or conversation two weeks from now. So the end of March. So please join us for that next one too. But um, if you guys would like to introduce yourself, you can do so. Mm -hmm. My name is Javier Tavera. I'm super happy to be here. It's like a um, like like a Sunday family reunion, some kind of thing, right? That we get together, eat something, and then uh, later we we shoot back and forward some photo stuff, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, photographer, filmmaker, and uh, educator. Okay. Uh, my name is Kajamosuzain. Uh, I am a photographer, filmmaker, visual art, mixed media producer, culture producer, um, and a storyteller. Um, yeah, and I'm so happy to be here. And, and it's been a while since I've said the word, I feel great. So mm -hmm. that, that just, yeah. yeah, it feels good to say that. Yes, um, yes my name is Keen Demetrius Pendleton, independent journalist photographer. Um, artists, just full, full throttle artists, just moose on the ground, grassroots organization. Um, yes, I'm just thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm Aaliyah McQueen. I am coordinator, staff, and artist of In Progress. Um, I help put together uh, these different events, these different dinners. And I'm happy to be here with these lovely artists today. Chris June is not here today. He is sick. Chris, we hope you get better. Yes. And we hope you are present at our next dinner. So yeah, you can start whenever you like, however you like. All right, let's get this going. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, I am very curious about you guys' perspective on what is it that how how much of the of the photo process you enjoy? That that means you know that something is gonna happen, you know that you're gonna photograph somebody or you wanna photograph somebody and start moving in your head, right? And you start making those connections, you start making those calls, you figure out how to get there, and then eventually you get there. And then you have to perform and you have to um, right, absorb everything that is going around. And finally, right, you, you, you take that picture. A little bit later, right? You keep on going, take more pictures. You absorb everything that is going on in the rooms, in the street, right? Wherever you're taking this picture. And even that same day, way later, or the next day you sit down and then you start to look at those images. And uh, 
this is what I what I call the photo process, right? The photo experience. And I, I think that's what I'm more enamored about photography, that whole process. Not the being there with the right exposure and clicking. It's the whole chunk of time devoted to, to photography. And then the byproduct for me is the pictures that come out of it. But the real substance is the whole experience. And then later also the reflection and how those images age and how those images make you feel when you look at them and how those images help you with memory and uh, to somehow recreate like by little chunks of time, either chunks of time or like fractions of seconds, right? One sixteenth of a second, one twenty-five of a second. And so, so that whole thing, I, I wonder if we made conscious of, I mean, you in your own practice made conscious about that or, um, or is it so quickly, so rapid that, that it doesn't matter? I feel like, <clears throat> I think for me, I've seen my process change over time. I think when I was younger, a lot of it was like being present, being part of the community, photographing events, photographing individuals publicly. Um, and that, that had a different mindset. So that process and in, in, in that was very much different to how I do it now which is more focused, but more, a lot of it self-aware, but also a lot of where am I, where am I at in my life? Um, so, and it, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I think for me, it's always been, the technicality stuff, it's just the technical, again, the camera's a tool for me, but it's also like how, how it, it is that process for me, I, I think. Uh, when I recognize it now, um, more often because of the work, the reflection and stuff I've been doing with my work is like, I look at my photo, I'm like, oh, where was that? Where was I at? What kind of mindset was that, did I have? The type of attitude of life I had at that point to photograph it because it does reflect. Um, and also like my capability, my skill as a photographer to be able to capture that. And then, so that, that kind of speaks when I reflect on my old work, but Again, that is the process that I do love too. Um, but sometimes I know it's just like, I don't have, it's instinctively, especially like if it was like a, a, like a certain event um, and it's a setting I couldn't plan for. I can pose people, ask them to do stuff. But when I photograph and document an event or document, if it's a paid gig, for example, too, like you have a purpose. But if it's like when I'm going into spaces I don't know what I'm gonna get. But when I do specific projects, so when I do portraits or when I do certain images, like that, that my process shift a little because now it's about this relationship I'm gonna have with this person, um, how I'm gonna capture what my um, thoughts and feeling was initially. And then what, and then I never know what I'm gonna get with this portrait. Um, or like, 
like I say, like, I, when I say like events and places, like even when I photograph like Hmong weddings and I'm just photographing, um, you know, the, the elders, the aunts and moms in the kitchen, the uncles and fathers on the table negotiating or socializing pockets of children. So like for me, like, again, that's a chaotic environment. So it's not like I can plan, but it's weird because I know where they're at. So it is with an attention. So in terms of like understanding how, like, what do I like the most about it? I think, I, I, I think it's the fact that I'm able to see something because I'm in that space so familiar that I'm able to photograph it. But when I look at a photo, it can, it can be crappy as unfocused because it's focused on the egg rolls versus like the hands. But at the same time, like, oh, like, yes, like I, this is a part of me that I'm like, I'm able to do. Mm. So I like that. I mean, so in terms of like which process it's, I guess like, it's not a specific like, oh, is that move that? I think it's just like, it, it has changed my understanding of like what I liked over time. But now it's very much like um, my engagement in it. So again, the word is process. So whatever that part, but it really reflects with the photograph. So like, you know, for example, this past week, how, you know, if you follow my Instagram or Facebook, I went to a concert. That one image, the first one I post, that says it all, which is like, just, it, it, that's it. But then the experience of stuff is still in me. So I love that that photo gave me that memory, but it's also a timestamp. Mm. You know, so. Nice. Um, can you repeat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she's so deep with it. I'm like, oh, geez. I was just on her way with her. Like, wow. Just like, <laughs> so I, I, I'm curious because I, I cherish the photo process immensely. And the photo process for me is, let's see, if, if, if I'm going to take a portrait of, uh, if I have the idea of taking the portrait of somebody, right, it's in my head, it starts right there. And then either pick up the phone, right, send a text, send an email to get access to those people. And then they will reply to like, who are you or what do you want? Or maybe yes, not a problem. Come over, we're gonna take a picture, right? And then preparing the whole thing, getting the equipment into the car, going there, arriving and having a conversation with people. Um, eventually, right? I'm gonna set up some lights and, and, the, and the photograph. And then dismantle the whole thing, keep on the conversation, and leaving. And later that day, I will see the images in the computer and say, like, what did I do? Did I did it right? Um, check the focus. I check how it feels. I, I, and it's very intuitive, right? And then select some to process, process them. And maybe a week later, a year late, five years later, come back to them and say, like, huh, this event happened. Uh, my question is, how much of it is important? I mean, for you, can is um, knowing that something is going to happen, right? An event, an important historical event, an event in the street, 
right? An event with a community and then getting yourself like wrapped up, ready, going there and being there, photographing intensely, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so for you, is that important or is it more important, the final, mm -hmm. the final thing? Well, I think for me, as for being a photojournalist, it's like, um, it's two different types of um, photographers. You got the photographer, then you got photojournalist. Now, what I learned in college uh, from NC Minneapolis uh, College is basically like, when you are a photographer, you're able to tweak the photo, put it in the Lightroom, edit it. You can add some more stuff in the background or whatever the case may be. And that's in the photography field. But as a photojournalist, um, you're able to just take the photo and just put it up there. Like none of this is like what you see is what you get. Raw images. And for me, like whenever there's anything, anything that's going on as protesting concern, right? None of the subjects that I'm photographing is staged. Everybody is basically doing what they're doing. You get it raw, and it's it it be discombobulating because you get to see um, their trauma, their pain, their expressions, what have they. But you get to see it on the back end because the person that's behind the camera, um, reiterating what Gordon Park said, is really not important. It's the person that's in front of the camera. So the individual that's in front of the camera, um, you get to see. There's so many words like you can change the frame, but the picture will always remain the same. You can see the pain, you can see the hurt, you can see the depression, you can see the tears, you can see the happiness, it will have that. And I can remember like when I'm doing certain um, protests or um, events, right? I just look at it like just putting stuff. Um, I keep my camera with me everywhere I go in a bag. So everywhere I go, the camera's always here, right? So it could be, I can see a car accident. None of this is staged. I'm taking a picture of the car, right? And I'm just like, wow, I hope everybody survived that incident. Like um, a lot of times, if it's a gut-wrenching photo, I won't even post it because it's, it's, it's so much... Um, so much pain, like, um, say for instance, like I had got permission for the individual, like, yeah, you could just post, I don't care, right? Um, the photo where the individual got shot um, in his neck. And um, it was it was really deep during that time at, um, at Brooklyn Center, um, during the outrise of, um, of Dante Wright when he got killed by Kim Porter. And so many people was outraged on what happened, right? Um, the community took to the streets, right? And what we witnessed is um, a reenactment, if you will, of uh, the pain that we had already been facing with um, the uprising of George Floyd and what have they. And then going through the trial, if you will, then Dante Wright getting killed right in the midst of that, right? So the community was totally upset. And um, the nation of people, youth that we have now, 
they have a whole different mindset from back in the 60s, right? So their mindset is totally different. And not only that, you have a rainbow coalition of um, beautiful children and they're not going, they're not going back. They're moving forward. So with me being able to document some images, they, they're just like, I, I sometimes I just let the image tell its story itself because you have a whole lot of critics where, um, will make certain accusations that should profiting off a person pain. Why would you photograph this individual, whatever? You had a whole lot of nonsense and what happened. But um, those are just the individuals that's behind on the keyboard. They're not actually out here documenting anything. And they don't know your pain, um, what you went through, right? To get to the point to where you're at. So I just feel like when it comes to photographing and what's really important important is the person that's that I'm photographing but another thing is important is our health the person who's behind the camera right because we go through so much um, um, I would call it hidden pain right because whenever you're looking through a camera and not only that you get to edit these photos or you get to take these photos and you hit the we look at these photos and before you put it out to the world, um, you have your own experience with it because it's, it's kind of like your child. You was there, you birthed this child with the photograph that you did. You did this, not nobody else. You did this. Um, and um, you want to be careful on how you um, put these images out as well, right? Um, but I think the most important thing is to face, to be mindful of other individuals as you're documenting someone else's trauma or pain or what have they. Um, it's, we're all important. We all have a part to play when we're documenting, right? Um, and a lot of people are not bashful or shameful or what they're doing, why, they, why, you, why they're being documented. A lot of people just like, it is what it is. This is what it is. They don't care about no cameras or none of that. Their anger is so frustrated. Um, the stress level has went through the roof. So now individuals don't have anything to lose. They want to give it all away. But photographing is just important because it's a piece of a moment. It's a piece of history. And it's a piece of um, life. You know, photographing is the way of life. You know, a lot of people just look at um, photographs as just a photo. No, anything in life always had to do with photography or some type of vision. People are always looking for, okay, where are the evidence? What do we see? Whenever an individual died, the first thing individuals go to is their photos. When I did my first book, I basically indicated in it, our photos will outlive us. So whenever an individual passes away, a loved one, the first thing we go to is the images that we took of that individual. In the native culture, they don't allow cameras um, during the, um, the ceremony that they may have because they said they wanted you to always remember them, remember them 
as how they were in your vision, right? Gil Scott said here and said the revolution will not be televised. But he was meaning that it wouldn't be televised because what happened and when it does happen, the revolution does happen, um, you would have to visualize it. It wouldn't be on the big screen. You have to visualize it, right? Nobody knows the outcome. Um, I mean, photography, photography is about time. Mm. And I said this so many times, and I don't get tired of saying it is, it is about time. But it's about past time. Mm -hmm. It's ne never, never about the future. Mm -hmm. Is I'm not sure if it's about the present. Probably not. Mm -hmm. If I grab, right, and I take a photo of us, we can talk about it. It's already passed. Mm -hmm. It's already gone. Uh, so is I uh, maybe is what the only media that that only can only be taught past. So I wonder if for us it's important or are we thinking about time when we are working, when we're doing something, right? We, um, from, from that fraction of a second, right? I was saying before, uh, 130, 116, 125, 500 of a second uh, or, or, or 200 years, close to 200 years that uh, the photographic image has been in history. I mean, do we think about that or is something that is not? Well, not, not, think, not well, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think my understanding of time is really fucked up. I mean, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> So Javier, let's talk about time. <laughs> talk about the compression. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we can all, most of us could probably say that time is fucked up. And then photograph it if we want to look at it. So then can't we just say, well, then why can't photograph be a past tense verb? I don't know. Let's see. Now, this is the language comes in because for me, that's confusing because then you have to have indicators that you did photograph or you're going to photograph or you have photographed this, but then the act of photographing, then if it's past tense or if it's okay, see, so I'm trying to like put another layer on it. I do see that. Like, I can definitely see where, you know, it is a time stamp. It is something that happened the moment afterwards. And I think from looking looking at time in, so in terms of an image it's so as human beings and as thinking about for me I think of generations because it's so close to me um and it's so next to me that what we photograph is affects the future and the present just because we see the the cycle I don't know like uh one example and I'm just saying this this is like maybe it can be pulled away from it but like I see it as fashion, like think about fashion, like they mm -hmm. always go back to images mm -hmm. to get inspiration. Um, history, we only know history because of the photograph that mm -hmm. was taken. 
but do they people learn from it? Uh, you know, it's still not evident now that people have learned from history, even though there is photograph evidence or there's photograph of the truth that's curated or crafted from whoever photographed. Um, I also think of like, you know, how people remember certain things and is that not still an act of the present, right? So the photograph product maybe itself is a, and it is with time, but I feel like the impact of it. And I think that's why, like, for me, I think it's important to, like, for me, that's my drive as a photographer too, like why I think it's so important. Cause I, I don't only think about what I'm photographing now. And these photographs that I take, it's my truth in terms of how I am processing my grief and the processing my relationship with my father for the past like 21 years of being a caregiver. But again, that is mine. Um, and could someone relate to that? Could that be the impact? Could that break that fourth wall of like the in-between? You know, so like, again, that's, there's the importance of the process for me right there and going beyond just like, this is the photograph image and this is the memory or this is the feeling, but what else could you relate? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's light outside. <laughs> like, what was going on? <laughs> oh, but I, yeah, yeah. So, so for me, like in terms of, photographing like like again Tanya is so finicky because because I I okay I have a warped sense of understanding time just because um I still feel like I'm still trying to understand it like to this day because I feel like you know most of my time has been given and I don't regret that and that's a value I have to my family but now time is also like people are telling you hey you're running out of time you're older now society expects time with you. And so with photography, it's also another additional burden when you photograph and you think deeper on it. But I don't think we run away from it. I, I don't, I think, I think, I don't think we, I don't think we think, I think we are con like, we uh, instinctively just think when we photograph, like then that's what happened. But that's why like, for me, I felt that when I had to go back and look at my photos, I have to look back at those, multiple shutter or most multiple takes of one specific and then like in and, and, and it's all different so like if you were to put two pictures together there's one before one after one after that so then which one are you choosing for people to see like aren't you also controlling that time period mm -hmm. yeah i don't know it's like yeah time is fucked up so because today I didn't realize it's good. That means today? Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. You ain't the only one. I'm going to come and say, oh, what type of fuckery is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a wig. I'm wearing a wig or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even started the wig. I'm wearing a wig. Yeah, but you notice, like, I, I think about, like, you notice how our phone, it just automatically fixes for us? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. it does. So for me, I was kind of like, are you calling me because I was late? Because I'm like, no, I. I would have been like if there was no daylight saving, mm -hmm. right. you know. But even then, I guess like you see how, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. I get ready because you read the table too, so you're gonna answer some questions yeah. too. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. Time is. I don't know. What was this question again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, photography is a time based media. 
right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and you uh, and you can say uh, right from, from the minute you, you you photograph it like that that fraction of a second that you that you use right in order to freeze that that moment or, or to uh, uh, capture the action whatever um, still also the, the memory of it in time right because I was talking about talking about photography in the, in, in, in the past tense always uh, because the moment has gone. Another one is formula. I take a picture of us right now, click, right? It's gone, it's already passed. Mm -hmm. One second, two seconds, one minute, right? Mm -hmm. But another moment is, right? Mm -hmm. Taking place, it's, when you take pictures, in, uh, right, in, in the street. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, everything is coming together in a way that that you decide, like, yes, this is the this is the time. This is the time to to move my finger, right? From from my gut right. to my heart to my brain to my finger. I look at it like this can be like yesterday is a mystery. Today can be history, and tomorrow could be the present of life. And when you're documenting. Um, just like different photos, you, you you know, and sometimes you don't want to take the photo because mm. it'd be so graphic, it'd be so um, painstakingly difficult. Um, but D.H. Lawrence, one poet once said, I've never seen a wild thing felt sorry for itself. So when you're out in the public, right, it's like, and when it comes to photography, you're able to shoot, spray and pray until the phone out come out to be your way. And you kind of like, it's like play devil advocate. Should I, should I not, should I, should I not, should I, should I not, right? And sometimes photography can be so dangerous because um, sometimes a camera is worse than a gun. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a lot of people are ducking the law, if you will, and they think you are police, private investigator, <laughs> catching them cheating on their they girlfriend, on their husband, on their wife, whatever the case may be. So the camera is a, a really deadly weapon. And I can recall when um, Gordon Parks um, spoke to um, one of the individuals during, um, he was a part of the Black Panthers and the guy had a 38 and Gordon Parks had um, 35 millimeter camera. And he said, we're both dangerous. We both got our weapon of choice, right? And um, Gordon Parks knew how to use this weapon. Um, later on down the line, come to find out that Black Panther wound up getting killed because he upped his firearm on a police officer, whatever case may be, and they killed him. But Gordon Parks was able to still document um for centuries on down the line right opposed to this other individual he had his his weapon of choice which was his weapon and gordon park had his weapon of choice as his camera right and it depends on how we use our tools and our weapon of choice because we all have a choice to use our weapon you know so um I think it's really important 
the way that we use our camera as our weapon, as our tool, um, because it can awfully, it can get us hurt, you know what I'm saying? It really can. But um, with all these, um, these new gadgets they got out, the phones, the, the phone, oh my goodness. Everybody's a photographer because they got a phone. Everybody's a fashion designer because they have a phone. Everybody's rich um, in some aspect because they have a phone, iPhone, or Apple, or Mac, or whatever. They can do everything with this new technology, right? But when it comes to um, transferring certain images, the phone does not have the uh like it would as the camera will have. The camera is something about the camera opposed to the phone images. But they're making it doggone close and hard to beat now with these cameras that they put on these phones are just stupendous, right? It's making a lot of photographers um, question um, their photography because all of these different um, apps they have on the phone and how they're able to tweak the photo and, and work magic with a phone, with a phone. Some people has won contests with taking a photo with a phone, opposed to taking a photo with the camera. And we know photographers don't really get paid. No money, not really no money, right? Can't make a decent living being a photographer. Unless you're really, 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 really known, then you got your pick of the litter. But I think photography is just so amazing um, to do in this damn era from what we've seen with all these um, um, these gut-wrenching incidents, not just involving police officers, but involving things that goes on in the everyday world, right? Um, people have to pick they, they poison when it comes to photography. But um, it's our history. Um, we must tell our history, right? Can't nobody tell it like us. Everybody got a story to tell, but will they tell it? So that's why it's important to document, um, to um, do photography, and to make sure that it's, it's kept, right? You want to continue to water, to nurture that plant, if you will, that seed. Make sure it doesn't die down. Because if we don't keep it going, we don't keep doing photography, you know what I'm saying? Nobody would be able to go back in time and say this and that happened. You know, even back in the, the, the 1800s, one of the first um, photos that was even presented, you know, people was able to go way back that long and say, wow. And you have to use exposure. You have to <laughs> make sure the lighting was right. You know what I'm saying? And, and you can recall back in the 60s, they used to have the flash bulb and take the picture. And, you know, like now, you just got your phone. You know, everything is cut out. But yeah, we shouldn't erase our history. Photography is very important. I have I want to go back to like the part where you're talking about like take a photo. Because it's like, okay, you can be a photographer. You say, for example, like you were saying, oh, okay, I'm taking a photo or I'm taking photos or I'm going to take a photo. 
which you never say like you, this it seems like there's not a word for it. it's like I don't know like you're you take like I'm taking the photo or I, I took the photo it's always like past or present it's never like the now when it comes to like that vocabulary and using the words in a sentence that's where I was like hmm I don't know I mean that kind of the act right yeah like in the moment yeah but it's like you're always saying like I'm taking or I took or I'm going to there's like a before and after right mm -hmm. up there's never mm -hmm. in between yeah right <laughs> that's what I was thinking about I, I'm more, I'm always looking uh, I, I, English is not my first language, so I'm always like trying to yeah. like, figure out stuff. Um, photography is also uh, super intrusive and also very violent, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked about we talk about photography as uh, the, the, the language that we're using. Mm -hmm. right? We're taking. Yeah. We, we we talk about the is the shutter right. Mm -hmm. Uh, we talk about capturing, right? Mm -hmm. Capturing moment, capturing, capturing people, right? It has, it has a, the language in itself is very violent mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, trigger focus. Trigger, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And even the way that that we do things, right? We are projecting ourselves with a very threatening, like body gesture, right? I'm gonna mm -hmm. photograph you, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna put this device in front of my face and it's going to be between us mm -hmm. uh, is there a way to uh i don't know to change that language right mm -hmm. and i and i'm always like trying to figure out another way of, of saying things so it's not taking and capturing mm -hmm. it. right or shooting or shooting yeah right? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm that uh, that is i don't know that's something to reflect on but uh, my other question will be us 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 as, as people of color photography uh, talking about that violence it has been used over and over and over against us right uh the english when they uh, were colonizing um, Africa in the 1800s, they used that, the, 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 the photographic, um, the photos as evidence, right, of hierarchy, of power, uh, even corporations, corporations, um, Polaroid, super fun commercial stuff, instant camp, right, instant film. Uh, but Polaroid devised a camera specifically to photograph black people uh, during the apartheid in South Africa. It has a button that says booster, right? So if you're going to photograph a black person, you click that. And what it means is that it's going to need a, a harsher flash mm -hmm. because from the beginning, film was made for a lighter tone mm -hmm. of flesh, not for a darker tone of flesh, mm -hmm. right? So there's there's an enormous amount of, of racism, right, around photography, how mm -hmm. they have documenters uh, for war, imprisonment, uh, you name it, right? 
um, every single prisoner in Vietnam was 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 documented. Um, so uh, centuries later, decades later, we are here as people of color. Are we taking advantage of now that, right? About that privilege that we have, that we can also, uh, photography has become democratic, right? And everybody has it. And, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it that people, a grandpa, right? Is gonna just press the button and uh, people who have never had uh, image making experience has that experience. Uh, so what is our role as people of color? taking photographs out there of our community. What, what are we trying to convey with this story? Well, I have like five questions for you for that. <laughs> well, the, 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 the good thing is I'm taking advantage of this because I mean, of who we are, where we are at, right? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if I ask these same questions somewhere else, people are gonna say, I could a shade, right? It's photography, so it's on your phone, just take it. But me as a person of color is like, hmm, I want, I want to make uh, maybe a conscious um, sort of thing where I go and photograph and say, look, well, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna portray either my community or other communities because how photography has been used mm -hmm. in the I mean, I'm curious because you're, you teach photography, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I have problems when I was being taught photography mm -hmm. because it was a lot of them, a lot of the photographic discussion was around white men mm -hmm. and affluent white men who are well known versus being taught of any BIPOC photographers um, or when it came down to the subject, it's so very like the language of the people is so again observational and so judgmental like judge mm -hmm. like judged no 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 what's the word um because i remember i mean this i mean uh, here I'll, I'll get to the point because i felt like i think that's why like i i mean addition to like my the care i put into my photography and the perspective and the lens that i want to make sure it's part of my process the, process because the things I was taught wasn't helpful but the things I was taught was something that I don't approve of because again it's a western lens and it's really mm -hmm. male dominant white male dominant mm -hmm. um and that itself have already affected like the way like I see the world because of how I grew up and how you know the institution of growing up and being taught certain things the language of art the work of examples has been shown is very selective Mm -hmm. um, and so it's hard, and for me, again, like, I think a lot of people use the language of like, oh, I'm not represented. Oh, I don't see myself in it. And I, I can clearly say that because a lot of the art that was shown to me through from, from like beginning of like my elementary all the way to college was all definitely like Western. And when we do mm -hmm. world history or when we do a splash of culture, in our lessons, then that's like a little exposure, but that's still not enough for me because I'm not, I'm not, the thing is I'm surrounded by my family and around the Mon community and then the Twin Cities community. And then, you know, I grew up in Kira. So I clearly can see like a lot of the art that was taught for me and the photography that was shown in those classes for me was like 
I'm like, okay, well, let me be a critical thinker. Let me challenge this because, because moving forward, me as a photographer affects me as a photographer, me as a, as a, as, as someone who, um, it's part of the history making is someone who actually is participating and living in it, but also someone who wants to make sure that I know that the image I take, like the next three or four generation, I will find it somehow, you know? And I, I mean, because I feel like I see that, but okay. So, so that part, because then it relates to the whole, like when I think of colonizers, I think of people photographing communities that's out of their own. It's it in. I think I had a conversation with Chris here about that. It's like, you know, who has the right to do it versus like, how are they doing it? And the word how is very important for us because I don't think we should be like, they, no one can do it, no one outside of me. But I think it's just a matter of like, how well are they doing it? So it's the same like, how well are, are non black people going to a black space and supporting the community versus like, tell me how to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And then how are we documenting? photographing portrait people versus like just taking portraits because it, it's it's a it needs to it, it's a face or it's like or, or or it needs to be done or like taking people's images and just saying like we're going to curate all your images from instagram mm -hmm. and fit in this theme when all those images should not fit in that box right so i think about all of that on top of like my role on top of like why i photograph I think about why do I love it? Think about how exhausting it is for us or for me. And then I think about, um, yeah, I like, I think of like, so like for me, cause I'm trying to, cause I want to ask about like, even when you're teaching photography, like you're teaching these individuals, like what, what about photography? Like, is it the importance of the actual photographers? Is it the images, the byproducts of it, or is it, you know the photographers and you are able to firsthand, this is my relationship and I want to share this person. So it comes down to like, even when I mentor, you know, it's very important that I can, I talk about those that inspire me and the work I do versus like, I can speak on behalf of other people or these are the images that I find problematic versus these are the images that's very um, powerful. For me, it's powerful, right? So again, it kind of like, I feel like when it comes down to that, it has a lot of, it, it, I don't, I'm not saying as like, it's a selfish thing or like, oh, it's about me, but it does revolve when we talk about it. So with this question for the year asking, like, I, I really want to pinpoint it, like, because I do have a problem with the education system, especially when teaching her, like, how are you approaching it? Um, and then how does it speak to your photography that you take? And then there's another follow-up question I have with that because I was like, you're <laughs> curious. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it has been very important to me. I mean, I, I, I teach uh, different levels of, of, of photography. So um, when I do this, of course, I go through the technical stuff, mm -hmm. right? Because it's important that people know like apertures and, and, and frame and composition and, and whatnot. And that's a minimum part mm -hmm. of the whole course. What is more important for me is how does the students situate themselves in the world okay. and how do we take for granted photography and i'm pointing at the, at the cell phone right mm -hmm. how um 
let, let, let's ask ourselves some questions. Why do we photograph our food? Right? <laughs> like, not, not, I mean, I, 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 I receive an enormous amount of, it's like, this is somebody's breakfast. Mm -hmm. Do I give a shit about? I probably not. Right? <laughs> do I care about it? I, I, I don't. I don't think so. Why do we do that? Why do we take now an enormous amount of photos of ourselves? Right? Why do we use the mirror to do that? Why do we use the space of a bathroom to do so? Right? Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's, it's not my thing. I only get to see myself twice. A day when I go and I wake up sleepy and I go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh shit, this is your day. Well, here we go, right? Let's start this day. And probably at the end of the day when I'm all tired and and I'm brushing my teeth and it's like, okay, can I do? Let's see, if we can have another day. Why do we uh, document, right? And I always put this example. Why? I see 4th of July, right? we're in the park uh, and the fireworks and, and I see around and there's an enormous amount of people filming there, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. right? Are we ever gonna, some pictures that we'll never see ever again. This is, what is it right now, March, right? We're not gonna, let me see that. I'm gonna see my 4th of July fireworks. Like, oh, that's, <laughs> we're not gonna do that, right? These images, well, will never see ever again. So I'm trying, so the student, not, not that it's anything wrong with that, because people do it and people consume that and people, uh, but I'm trying that the student situates themselves in the world. What is my role? What is around me? What is important to me? Mm -hmm. How do I see myself, right? How do I see others? And what is the responsibility that we have towards photography? Meaning, if I'm going to take a picture of somebody in a difficult position, right? How am who am I to right make the world know that that somebody else's pain right is 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 important? And sometimes it is extremely relevant that we do that because we take an account stuff we um see through other people's uh, eyes right about what's going on information uh is very very important for me that the student has a broader idea of what photography is so i teach him all the dark history mm -hmm. of photography mm -hmm. all the crazy thing that we have done with photography, how have we used that photography mm -hmm. to put down people, to document people, mm -hmm. to catalog people, mm -hmm. um, and then and, and then with all, all that information, every time that they raise their even their phone, right, it's going to be like, is this pertinent to do so? Is this the correct time? I. Okay. So then with your photography, I'm curious to hear something in terms of trying to combine both the word, what is your truth or what is the truth when you photograph or you take portraits, especially with people. Um, because I've, like, I've seen some, like as assisted you or seeing in places how you are able to photograph, but are you 
there's there's something that I think always stuck with me, which I'm curious about is is your way of crafting your image, which is when you pose people. And I, I find it very fascinating because everybody has different bodies and we talked about that. But I'm kind of curious on how you, if that's part of your process in terms of knowing that person or if you've talked, but I think about that person who hold that, the, the dog, the, the right? Mm -hmm. And if that's one of many, and that was the, the one that you chose because, and you can talk about like the reason why, mm -hmm. or is it, or did that person know how to pose? Or what is what is that before you got the image? Because I think I feel like when I see a lot of your photographs, like um, they're pretty formal. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like it's very, I, I mean, I say that because it reminds me of when I go to school and I have to dress up nice and I'm like posing mm -hmm. and they're telling me how to pose. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm curious about that from you. So, like, it's a super interesting question. So, I have, I have a difficult time working with the word truth. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there is a truth, mm -hmm. right? I don't believe that there's one truth, right? I don't believe that what I'm doing is truthful. I, I don't believe that um, how I photograph is going to be, I mean, yes, it's going to convey my own personal vision. I'm not even sure if it's my truth is more than photography is an encounter with people. Um, so it's, it's difficult because it's time. And at this time, if you're feeling, today you're feeling great, right? If I'm going to photograph you, right? Uh, happiness comes in 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 small like small. <laughs> like time like like spaces of time. So is is that going to be true later today? Is going to be true um, a tomorrow, mm -hmm. ten years from now, right? Um, I have chosen to do is is a is a documentary type of images mm -hmm. but it's very conceptual meaning i i do that the type of photography that is in the street and it's in events that is in i do that mm -hmm. because i need the, the the i have the need right to keep on photographing but the photography that i do the most is when everything stops and I find this super interesting because you mentioned the lady with the duck. I went and photographed uh, uh, with the help of a very good friend of mine, uh, his, his hometown, Robstown in Texas. And uh, is rated right from the get-go, he told me is rated from the FBI at the most dangerous city in Texas. It's like, okay, what am I gonna find? Right. Mm -hmm. What is going to be the interaction with people? What is going to be the interaction with the local community? How's that going to happen? Um, I arrive and I see an enormous amount of, of, of poverty, drugs, prostitution, you name it, right? And I can analyze that. I can try to figure out why is that happening? Um, I can analyze also the lack of representation that they have, right? 
they're, they're, they call themselves the cotton pickers. Mm. And for other communities, like, hell no, right? Do not, do not call yourself that because that, uh, because other people's history has a very, um, dark past with 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 cotton mm -hmm. but i what i got from 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 that interaction i was there for 10 days photographing constantly day and night what i got from from that interaction was that part of the photographing moment and event that um that interests me so let me give you an example so I will convince people to be photographed, right? I will put my camera in a tripod. I will put them in a neutral backdrop. backdrop. And I'm constantly talking. Uh, what do you do? How's your life? What, what do you, right? All that stuff. What do you know about the town? How do you feel about the town? Your love for the town, all that stuff. And and, and, and then it's time to make a portrait. And then people get ready, right? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do? Right, do that, stay still, look at, look, look at the camera, right? And then, and then I photograph. And I, I, and I noticed back late at night when, when I'm browsing through the images to see if I have them in focus, if I'm having what I need. I, I zoom into the face, right? Because it's important. We communicate with the eyes. And if the eyes are in focus, then I, 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 it's, it's a good day, right? And, and I zoom into the eyes and I see, uh, I photograph a lot of people and I see them that they are watering. And one of them has a big tear. And I didn't notice that at the moment because I'm right, trying mm -hmm. to compose, trying to make the focus, trying to make them still and all that stuff. And I thought, what is going on? What is going on here? I know that it's not me. It, it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not part of that. And I noticed that all of a sudden, they take this moment as very important. It really doesn't matter. It could be me, it could be somebody else that is there photographing, because they don't know. Uh, they have never seen the pictures. They know then they don't know where these pictures are going to be end up. Mm -hmm. uh, but all of a sudden they'll they feel a part of something. Right? This photographic event means that I belong, I, I'm gonna belong to something, to this compilation of portraits, to whatever, because I belong to this community. I don't know. Uh, that might be irrelevant. Mm. That might be activating that space when where they feel like this is me, and mm. I'm gonna get recorded because I want to. There's an mm. enormous amount of consent, mm. and here we go. I'm ready. Does your I mean like my question is like does your setup? Because again, I think we go back to this whole like if you are in a physical position photographing but then here you described of like setting up a tripod and having the camera I don't know if you have a light but very being very very um decisive of how you want to photograph that 
like I like does that have anything to also do with that setting up that space for them to walk into yeah absolutely I mean and sometimes it's awkward I mean how does somebody pose with a dog <laughs> yeah, help you out. That's like a philosophy about that. How does somebody pose with the dog? Mm. Well, and it's like, okay, let's chase the dog first, right? Because if you're not going to want to come and get photographed, right? they're not interested in getting photographed. And how does one hold it? And how does, right, make it part of you? Yeah. And and make it make it work. Yeah. All of a sudden, so that's the same. I mean, this is an extreme thing, right? right somebody right. with a dog. But what does that somebody somebody do with their hands, right? Mm -hmm. My pocket, put them behind, cross them. What am I going to do with that? Right? Is how comfortable we are. We're we're our bodies are trying to uh, portray that. <laughs> I think one thing that I remember clearly was like I think I heard you always say or I don't know like that one time that I was like assisting you or we were here photographing as well it's like get comfortable mm. get into your body like I, I remember I think I was photographing like the monk tattoos and Javier was here was here and he one of our um, I, I mean one of our uh I mean, storyteller, but also a person who we photographed had the Mokbandao on his calves wrapped around. And I think it was always like, okay, I, I know my body. I know a woman's body. I know kind of an idea how to do that. But I'm so completely disconnected with being men or having to think of like, how do men pose? And I think you were there with me and you're like, well, have him pose this or what else did you ask him to be comfortable? And and for me, it's kind of like setting up and doing that. I guess we forget the verbal of asking when you just, again, like you think you've set, for me, I thought I set up like, oh, you know, become like here, this place is very intimate, is very open, you can be who you are, we're listening to your story. But not, not once have I said like, before we put it, I'm like, hey, just relax or take a breather. But I think that's so important. But again, it goes back to like, um, remember how you said that and just kind of like realizing that as part of that process to getting that image, but that at the same time, it's also like that build up. Because I guess like people, we, I mean, we can also speak like we don't like being in front of the camera sometimes too, or it's just not, you know, but at the same time we were to be in it because we're a part of, you know, we want to be part of like whatever the photographer is doing, then we will, right, go in. So then like, it goes back to like, you know, I don't know, I just like, again, like, again, it's, it's the reason why like I keep bringing this up because I think I've always like find it very striking because I always hated my school photos <laughs> <laughs> because it's so stiff. And as a kid, you're like, right. but the photograph I see, because the first time I saw Javier's photo was the one with the clown with the baby. Mm -hmm that large portrait and it was huge like it was printed out huge I don't know where I was at it was somewhere in South Minneapolis and it was like at a furniture store but your picture was there mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm like oh this is this is disturbing not the clown but just kind of like I know this so well like I know this I know the studio style of like going into a studio and getting yourself photographed 
but to see an individual and then to take that out of context because I guess that's what we talked about mm -hmm. but my my last question to you is always like like how did you come to that like the journalistic and the documentary like I mean no no the, the documentary and this like um, conceptual and, well, uh, and, 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 and then like continuously using it right. too Right. So, so, so the work that I do is divided in, 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 in many like different little boxes. Mm. To make it more simple, let's let's take two of them. One is this uh, documentary because I'm documenting people, mm -hmm. uh, but they are always aware of the camera. They're always there. I study portraiture. I go back to. Uh, the Spanish painters, right? That, that, that they were, how do they use their hands? How do you, a, a, a book, right? How, how are they doing that in, in such a, an honorable, honorable way to, for their sitters? Mm -hmm. uh, but this might be, right, in, in the, 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 the craziest of events that everything is happening and then all of a sudden we stop. Mm -hmm. And we take that picture and we take that, that moment. And the other part is a constructed one. One that um, requires also consent, but uh, I'm constructing something for a very specific purpose. And I give you the closest example that I have. Yesterday I was photographing, uh, actually Friday, I saw that my, my friend uh, like shaved his two sides and left this uh, right with him. And I'm like, dude, man, taxi driver. Right? <laughs> remember, remember, remember that, right? With the crazy eyes, right? He's like, right? he takes his hand and he does that and he's, he's starting to laugh and smile. It's like, man, this is a Mexican ta taxi driver. <laughs> the whole thing, right? With the gun and he's like doing this crazy stuff. Somebody that in the movie, the original movie cannot, is unable to communicate and does these crazy things. And I say, man, can I photograph that? I, I really, do, really <laughs> do like to photograph that. So we got him a jacket, one of those green jackets, right? <laughs> Army that, that uh, and, he's, and he's like, well, what do you want me to do, right? So we go to the basement and uh, we're looking at other pictures and, and it's completely fabricated. This is not something where, I mean, he's, he's in his basement, but it's completely fabricated. And I ask him, I mean, it's just a very simple one, right? Yeah. I didn't ask him to do this thing that, that, that is a, a common for, for that image. It's like, why don't you cross your hand, your, right? Because this means that I'm sheltering myself yeah. from everybody else. There's a block here, right? Mm -hmm. But not just do it like that comfortably. Do it like, like, like this. And then look at me and I'm like, damn, that's the thing, right? Shaped here, punk. It's like wow, right? Let's let let's revert this um, white image that we're accustomed to, and all of a sudden put uh, a person of color in front of it. So you 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 can have the argument that everything is fabricated yeah. in a sense. Um, I mean, even in the street. Right. I mean, you have chosen to frame it and frame it in a way that includes or excludes people or, or buildings or cars or events. And then you might move to one place or the other and you might frame it. Uh, and there's a series of decisions 
that we make, right? When you're photographing your dad, what is gonna be there? What is not gonna be there? I'm, I'm gonna exclude things by putting them out of focus and focusing only on, on him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to include, I'm gonna exclude everything else that is going around, right? All the noises and all the people that are coming in and out. And I'm gonna focus on this only. Uh, and there's, again, I'm repeating myself, but there's a series of decisions that come mm -hmm. to that. So essentially in all photography, we are sort of constructing that in a way, we're fabricating that. So we go back to the question of truth, right? This is truth when we are focusing, I'm gonna take a photo of you and then I'm gonna exclude everything, not only them, but I'm gonna exclude the whole entire world from this picture and I'm gonna focus on you alone. Do your, the people you take photo of, like your, you for, took picture of, portrait of, do they ever get to see their image? For the most part, yes, I try to. I think it's important that I give back because mm -hmm. they're giving me their time and they're giving me their image. Mm -hmm. Right? Has there ever been one who like just had a negative? Yes, absolutely. I'm not like a boxer, like zero yeah. knockouts. I get, I get knocked out, right, constantly. And some of them are like beautiful, beautiful images. I remember uh, going to, in South Minneapolis, going to a hair salon. And there's a lady and she is absolutely beautiful and her hair is all the way to her knees. And I'm like, this is crazy. She devotes her life to cut hair, to cutting hair. But her hair is like, it keeps on going, it keeps on going. And these are years because the hair is all the way here. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I go there and I try to convince, hey, man, this is who I am, this is my card. This is what I'm up to, this is what I'm trying to do. Hmm. And she says very calmly, like, no, thank you, I'm not interested in anything. Hmm. And I still try a little more. <laughs> How can I convince you? I think this is gonna be a, a very good portrait and you're gonna have it. And, and she's like, no, I'm sorry. Thank you, but I'm, I'm not interested in that. Hmm. And I have to make just a mental picture. Of yeah. experience yeah. of the people and yeah. say thank you so much for giving me your time to have a little conversation yeah. and, and move on. And that picture is always the first one yeah. to arrive. When I haven't yeah. taken a picture, it's like, Ooh. yeah. I mean, there's others. There's I can tell you. I we could spend hours telling you about a guy in Madrid, in Spain, uh, with long hair and uh, a little bit of beard and it's like I ran into Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's outside of a, outside of a, of a church. And I say, sir, I, I, and he's like, no, absolutely not. You're not gonna take my picture. I said, yeah. Where does that, word, I, one word I found very interesting that you used is the word need. Like, where does that come from? I don't know, it's a physical thing. And I think that applies to all of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, if an event is going out there, mm -hmm. uh, we know that, we're, that it takes a toll emotionally, 
it takes a toll physically, mm-hmm. mentally, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe we're comfortable at home and we're tired. It's like, but then there's that need that just is like I, I have to be there. I have to contact these people. I have to be in an event. Mm-hmm. I have to right keep on photographing uh, uh, domestic spaces. I have to. I I I need mm-hmm. to do that. I, I'm not sure if I can explain it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I can, and maybe you guys help me out. I mean, with that same question. I'm not sure if I can put it into words. I do feel it. I feel it physically. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do it, if I don't go, don't go to that event, place, uh, space, people, it's going to haunt me for a couple of weeks or months. It's like, oh, I didn't go there, right? Mm-hmm. So... Is that is that sort of your question? Do we have that as well? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm I know next week and the next one week is yours, so that's <laughs> else, but I think it's I think I think from the beginning of that discussion, I think we we did ask you know why do we need it to photograph? And I guess I've been trying to figure out like where is our what where do where where is the need come from, um, and and how we address that need. Again, the word is need. I don't know, because my 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 relation with me is like it's always something. It's almost like an addiction for me, like oh, right. So absolutely. So the word need to do this, the need to have this, but then at the same time, like the question is like, yeah, you need to do this, but, um, but like okay, maybe I'm I'm pretty being harsh on myself too, but it's like, are you are you the right person to do it? Yeah. Even if you need to do it. Right. That, that 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 is a good question, and I don't know the answer. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm the right person to 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 do this. I know I'm doing it, but there's that physical insight thing. That I mean, if somebody's passing in the street and uh, the way that they conduct themselves in the street, that they were the the stuff that they were in the this the way that they're walking and yeah. and moving through a space and right it's like. If I don't go and ask them to be photographed, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna feel well. Was that there before you had a camera, or before you, before camera came into your life? The tool of a camera, or it's hard to remember because I've been photographing since I was like 13 years old. Yeah. Mm. So I, I'm not sure. Probably before that, I didn't, I didn't remember. Like, okay, right. Um, but now, so so that's a very interesting question because I I mean, my last question was going to be that for all of us, if we don't have a camera because I, I, we weren't not born with a camera, right? And every now and then we haven't we because of economical hardship because of whatever we haven't had a camera. So do we experience the world the same? If we don't have that camera, I think like like especially when it comes to the camera, um, like you say, you've been documenting a photo since you was thirteen years old. It's kind of like since we come across the camera, since we um, start to um, take the camera serious, and before we had the camera. Um, the world was like a movie to us, right? 
it was being televised. So now since we have the camera, um, we can tweak it the way we want to tweak it. And um, we are able to um, bring photographing at its rawest form. We're able to photograph things that that's in, may be important to our culture, opposed to it being um, whitewashed down, to, if you will. Um, it's only this person's this way, because um, we have these stereotype images when we're looking at um, movies, photographs, or what have they. Like you were talking about um, in school, uh, they teach you different things about different photographers, but they don't go in depth about Hmong photographers, Native American photographers, Asians, what have they, African American photographers. They give us Gordon Parks every once in a while, uh, which is a self taught photographer, um, film director, movie, um, also did music as well. It was just um, brilliant how photography is just so important. Um, like I said, the world is like a movie to us. Like with the camera, the camera allows us, um, it gives us hope, right? So, so what happens when we don't have it? When we don't have a camera? Are, are we going to see the, 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 the are we going to see life the same way? Or events or daily? Or... I think if we don't have the camera, um, it's kind of, we have to like envision it. Just envision it, it happening, envision it like, it's like a still shot, it, it, it stays still, it stays stuck in your mind, right? Composed to like us having a camera, we can replay it, replay it, but like, we don't have the camera, it's like, we don't have, we don't have any history. No history there, you don't have any documentation of, you know, um, a lot of people don't believe what people say, but when they see it on photos, they can't deny it. I, okay. I mean, uh, let's go, let's go, let's go wrong. Let's go wrong. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll end it off. I'll end it off. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Well, <laughs> I know. Go ahead. Yeah. Proceed. I feel like I have like two, two, two different, like, oh, maybe three. One is like, I don't think I'll be who I am. Mm. Like, okay. I think. I know for a fact of myself, like I would not be who I am as I'm here presenting myself to you right now at this moment, um, because I wouldn't know who that one would look like. And I also know that one I wouldn't like of myself. I'll admit that. Second one I think is, it makes it a little bit easier to show people, or oh, no, no. Okay, if we didn't have it, let me take that. It makes it harder to show people of a vision or to tell people or to paint a picture or to have something that's in your mind or have something you saw or have something that has happened and, sh and, and have an audience. And I say an audience because like they need to see it, right? So it could be an idea, it could be a you know, conceptual idea, it can be an event that happened or it could be something of your own like, and, and, you know, but if you have the physical image or physical photo, you cannot just show it. So that cuts your verbal communication with people now. Like you don't talk, you don't, because I was just sitting here thinking about how Javier was just describing his portrait and he was able to describe it and you envision it. 
I bet we both, all of us envision mm -hmm. it differently. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I think that's like something of that will still exist, but the whole like seeing the image and then taking that in, that would be gone. And I feel like the, the, the third art is, is without like, the, without photography, there wouldn't be motion pictures, but then also the idea that people will be still, I feel like we will still be ignorant, more yeah. ignorant because of our, 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 where our, 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 our neural eyes or neural visions and neural, like it's not outside of anything else that we're exposed to. So I feel like there's a lot of consequences with that, you know, like if you were to take it away. And I'm like, I can fit like three things of it that I know about myself, but then also with how I see why, you know, the world could be. Um, and I have thought about that too, because I'm like, if I didn't have it, like my, my, my like thing was like, no one would know my dad was still exist. My dad was still alive. And I want to make sure that the world know that I know that he, you know, we live together. We live. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. So then that's just one part. Then the other part is like, there's things that people know, or yeah, so there's all that layer. But if I was to put it personally, like, I would not like who I am without the arts or photography. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know, I kind of going back to what you were saying, it's like, I feel like you can verbally tell someone can look at a photo and look at it and take it a different way than another person. But when it's someone else telling you how this experience was, it's like you can only take it that way in a sense because you're not able to see visually what was going on or that moment that they are speaking about. So I feel like, yeah, without photography or that visual aspect, it's like it, it removes, uh, I don't know. It removes like a big part of like people's perspective, opinions on different things in general. So yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, did you answer? I, I didn't hear you. I, I didn't hear you. <laughs> Take a stab at it. I don't have the last word. <laughs> I've been in the position of not having a camera a uh, long time ago. I mean, I, I jump from one like device to another one, and sometimes, I mean, they malfunction, sometimes they die on me. And one time they, they I was in Spain and uh, making my way all the way back to Mexico. And uh, they stole my camera. Um, they stole my bag with mm. my camera and my passport and my ticket bag. Mm. And I still have right 10 days before I, I will. And it felt strange. Mm. And I was able for those 10 days to see without a camera. Right, see without, and I will say like that right there will be a nice, 
this over here will be, that person will be the portrait. Mm. I still have it, right? Still mm. thinking and observing photographically. But it was an opportunity to experience the world differently. And I appreciated that. Mm. That doesn't mean that I didn't go back and as soon as I have some money, right, try to try to get another one and keep on photograph. Uh, but I thought it was a forced, very interesting uh, exercise. And uh, yeah, but not knowing that, I mean, there's an echo on, and I, I mean, photographers, people feel similar. I, I'm, I'm so glad. So for everyone that did come virtually, thank you for coming. Um, we have another decompression dinner in about two weeks. I'll be posting about it on the In Progress page. And yeah, I want to thank everyone for coming. Melissa, Javier, King Demetrius, and Chris that wasn't here. But like I said, I hope you feel better. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in two weeks.